Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, good morning and welcome to Q&A. We're really glad that you are joining us this morning. And so this is your opportunity to text in questions um, if you have them from the sermon this morning. So we would encourage you to text those in. We have a few that have come in and we'll go ahead and get started. So first of all, thanks for teaching this morning. One, I love the series um, of James going through it, but just I, I always appreciate how anyone, any of you guys who teach here to go through the practical steps of applying scripture. And this was just so practical. Very convicting for me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just it's tempted to, I mean, particularly as a counselor, when I'm always trying to help people with theirs, if I can forget, but for the grace of God, go I. So I have to, it was very helpful. Absolutely. And then seeing, even in worship, singing about God's mercy ahead yeah. of time, just that preparation for our hearts was really powerful. Yeah. Um, so we'll start this morning with our first question here. Um, are we unloving and guilty if we distance ourselves from friends who are living in sin? Uh, good question. Uh, it's always going to be a motive of your heart. Why are you distancing them? Is it because um, it's you find them difficult, uh, they're making your life uneasy, um, you know, or it's like, you know, it's clear, uh, Paul says in Corinthians, bad company corrupts good character. Mm. So are they having an influence on me? So I need to be careful. Uh, sometimes it's like, you know, I've shared the truth with them many, many times, and they are still antagonistic. Mm. Um, as long as you've made your wisdom attractive and they know they can come to you, I think that is very helpful. But if it's like I'm sort of washing my hands of them because for my own comfort and pleasure— then uh, I think that would be the wrong motive. It's always going to be a motive. Why are you doing it? Is it loving and wise, or is it selfish and self-protective? Yeah, they've never listened. They've never responded, so why do I keep trying? Right. Kind of gotcha. But if they're still open to being having friendships Mm -hmm. with you and, you know, spending time with you, there may be an opportunity. But if it's always hostile and really abrasive, I mean, they're attacking I think once you've shared the truth a couple of times, it's like, you know, I just want you to know, care for you, and I'm ready to have conversation with you, but this isn't helpful right now. Right, so. right. Um, next question here. Uh, does the as yourself part of this verse mean that we should love ourselves and others, or does it mean don't love yourself and instead love others? And they're referencing Matthew six twenty four. Yes, I think when the scripture says love your neighbor as yourself, there Jesus is speaking of the reality that we already love ourselves. That is mm. what we do. If I'm hungry, I'm going to get something to eat. If I'm cold, I'm getting a jacket. And so it, there's a call to you know how you like to be loved, you know how you care for yourself. Do that toward others with the same priority. See something mm. similar when you talk about uh, in marriage relationships in Ephesians 5. It says, husbands love your wives. He who cares for his wife loves himself because they're one flesh, but we always make it that same type of priority. So um, I don't think it's an either or. I think there's an acknowledgement that we care for ourselves, Mm -hmm. care for someone else with the same priority. And that's interesting to think about because you said, you know, you're cold, you put a jacket on or you grab a blanket. You don't even think 
about that. You right. don't think, oh, should I? Right. What I do? You just go and do it. You go get something to eat. And so the idea of loving and serving someone that same way right. is powerful. I, agreed. And um, we sometimes, you know, sometimes I think people are wrestling with, um, would I want someone to sacrifice for me? And by that, mm-hmm. I mean, have a difficult conversation with me or really experience some uncomfortableness because I'm wandered off course, for example. Uh, yeah, in the moment, I'm thinking, you know, I don't like what they're saying, but um, I would want someone to love me that way. Um, so I hope I'm answering the, that question about the priorities because I think we're always going to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and not necessarily in a selfish love myself to the exclusion of loving somebody else. Right. I just, I'm going to be a good steward of my body. I'm going to care for it. And so I think the scripture is saying, do the same for your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, to get, to give that. It's a practical example. Yes. Of how to care, to care for exactly. others. Um, you know, and you gave this statement um, towards the end, doing what's in the best interest of others. This is demonstrating biblical love, doing what's, in the best interest of others, according to the Bible, no matter the cost with no strings attached. And as I was um, sitting here thinking about the no strings attached piece, that's not just someone else redoing a favor for you, but even in your thought of no strings attached. Keeping that record of, you know what, well, I've done these 10 nice things for you, and now, no, no strings attached. Yeah. That was just one of those things that hit me like, oh boy, wow. Well, and it hit me too. I mean, it still does because I might actually do it in the moment with no strings attached. Yes. I would do that. And then maybe a month later when I think, boy, it'd be nice if they did something for me and I start bringing, well, but remember what I did? It's like, no, stop. That's not why you did it. I did it to love Jesus Mm -hmm. and to give a good example of him. And if I start thinking, oh, they owe me something, that's not biblical love. So that's that last part is when it's like, oh, I got to stay on guard for that for, forever, taking my thoughts captive. Absolutely, because yeah. it's so easy if another situation comes up to instantly draw back yeah. all the pain or all the hard and to bring mm-hmm. that up. And I'm sure that probably comes up in counseling. I'm just yes, based it, on human. <laughs> it does. Human, it yeah. does. Um, it, it does. People, you know, they just sort of think. I've done so much. Mm. You hear something. I've done so, I, and I was happy to do it, but it seems like yeah, now that now I'm t- ready to cash the check, you mm. know, so to speak, rather than you know what, you know, I'm just going to love him like Christ loved me. I I think when things get skewed, is we forget that God is the source of every good thing, mm. and Jeremiah says He is the fountain of living water, and when we, as he said, when we leave Him and go to broken cisterns husbands, wives, whatever, that don't satisfy, that's when we start thinking, I, I expect this new idol this, to satisfy me, and my day is good or bad based upon what they've done or haven't done for me, rather than, you know what, God is always good, always sufficient, and so because I am always a getter from God, I can be a giver to others, and I don't have to keep score over here. Hmm. So that's, that's part of recognizing we're set free from the law of liberty, to love like Christ loves us. So, it's so yeah. powerful. And just the continued reminder of um, when 
we think back as we have been forgiven much, not only thinking back, but thinking now, you know, yeah. in in the present moment of how we have and are being forgiven, that mm-hmm. that dr- then should drive us to quickly forgive right. and to seek reconciliation is... Yeah, it, I, did, uh, I didn't have time to de- develop it too much, but in that comparing of sins, mm-hmm. uh, even when we think you know, the fallout of this particular sin was so much worse than this fallout, so therefore their sin must be worse. In Matthew 18, Jesus says, kingdom of God is like this. We are the servants who have been forgiven millions of dollars, millions of dollars, and those who sin against us, three months wages. Even though that's a lot of money, our sin against God Mm -hmm. is always worse, and we've been forgiven for that. So mercy will triumph over judgment. And so we need to be merciful because we have received great mercy so, yeah, it's a good point. It really makes a huge impact. I yeah. think about it even as, you know, a parent, a spouse, a coworker, a daughter, like in all those relationships, just thinking, wow, I have been forgiven so much. Yeah. How could I possibly withhold forgiveness in what now seems like such a trivial, yeah. trivial matter? Yeah. Taught this on Thursday. I was appreciative of a comment this morning. Someone pointed out, says, yeah, I started comparing sins and would get frustrated, but the person that I would be mad at is an unbeliever. And so they don't even know that yeah. I know better, you know? And so it was conviction like, wow, I have been forgiven much. They need that mercy because they haven't received it hmm. yet. And so to start thinking, wow, I'm keeping score when, as I like to tell people, an unbeliever is going to act like an unbeliever. We shouldn't be shocked at that. Right. And so, but we have received great mercy, but for the grace of God, that could be me. Therefore, I need to be merciful, and hopefully, the Lord will use me to bring this person to Christ. Hmm. And so, you know, you talked about the um, asking the Lord to change our heart to see our own sin, and my sin is worse. Would you say that applies equally in situations with believers and unbelievers? I don't understand because an unbeliever is not going to be praying. No, right. So, so, for me, if I am in a hard situation where I've been sinned against with an unbeliever and a believer, you know, either way, right. would that prayer, that heart oh, posture would, still be the same? Uh, absolutely. I mean, it goes back to, to Jesus. We have to take the log out of our own eye mm-hmm. to, to help the speck out of somebody else. And I think he's saying, for me, my sin is worse. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. For sure. Comes back to that, that heart issue. Absolutely. That heart yep. issue. Well, thank you so much thank you. for teaching this morning. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd want to wrap up with as we finish? You know, it just I, I, it occurred to me Thursday before I taught is I think this message here really should help us think again about our BLESS initiative because mm-hmm. when we think about, okay, I've been set free. How can I now speak and act in a way? It's like our BLESS initiative is that I'm going to begin by praying for them. I'm going to listen to them because as we talked about in James 1, we got to be a better listener than Mm -hmm. speaker, eat, share, uh, and then uh, serve and share. Um, So as we start talking about bless more in the coming weeks, I think going back to this passage can really help you do that. Absolutely. That's a great reminder to Mm -hmm. to be a blessing to our neighbors. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the questions. We hope you have a great afternoon. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.